Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Right. Should we start? Let's do let's do this podcast. It's just the two of us this time, right? So. Yeah, but I feel like, should we still do the proper intro so it, feel, it feels... <laughs> yeah, it's, that's what probably the lister wants. We don't want to... Let's. I mean, after 208 episodes, let's not don't fuck around. with the format now. Don't fuck it's, around with it. It's a winning format. It's potentially award-winning, as you I mean, we, I think we've got a bronze prize, but yeah. we could say that, that was an award. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out there are prizes for third place. <laughs> exactly right. Good. Come on, then. All right. Hello scumbags, this is the Scummy Mummies Podcast, with your hosts Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne. Hello, I'm Ellie Gibson. And I'm Helen Thorne. And welcome. That's it. <laughs> and there's no guest, there's no there's no one here, it feels weird. It does, I'm, I'm sort of trying to look for them, I mean there's Pete upstairs in the loft, but mm. you know, he's close to you. No one wants to hear from him. No. Um, we want to hear from you, Helen Thorne, because, now listener, you've probably, you've probably got no idea, but unbelievably, Helen Thorne's written a book, she doesn't like to talk about it. I know, right? Unbelievable. Like, uh, a year ago, uh, you and I sat down and, and announced that I had become single. Yeah. That that, that guy left, or, yeah. you know, kicked him out. Uh, it ended. Uh, and then a couple of months later, um, a, a nice lady from Penguin Publishing said, have you thought about writing a book about all this shit? And I was like, oh yeah, give yeah. it a go. Are you are you separated, are you? I've never heard you talk about that before. Look, uh, yeah. you know me, I'm a closed book, so to speak. <laughs> I don't like to talk about, I don't like to air my dirty laundry. No. Uh, no. Uh, yes, I know. It's a bit of a strange thing because, uh, you know, you and I wrote a book. Yeah. You know, a top charting book that is now not in print. Yeah. I will say, I'm not just saying this, I do think yours is better. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's better. So oh, well done, well done for that. But that's a, that that's good because I've actually made some progress in the last four years. Then, but um, but the good thing is that you have written in the book, though it's not just me. Um, and we'll get to that in a minute about the best bit of the book is is your chapter. Um, but yeah, I I think because I was so crazy or mental or whatever it was. Um, when when someone said, "Can you write like eighty thousand words in like about three or four months?" and went, "Oh yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah." I mean, I I yeah I I. Obviously, I fully supported you from the get-go, as you would say. Um, Not just because, you know, that's the nice and right thing to do, but I knew you could do it. I also knew it would be a bit of a fucking challenge, but that's never stopped you before. No, I remember trying to do the maths, and every time it got closer to the deadline, I was like, oh, only a 1,000 words a day, only 2,000 words a day. Uh, Yeah, so for 
for basically three months I didn't have a weekend off because my kids went to their dads so I wrote like you know I'd wake up have about three cigarettes and a couple of coffees the traditional breakfast of writers and I uh, just write from about nine in the morning till midnight two days a week and then then lovely I was homeschooling in you know December oh. January February time uh, and then we'd have to write it from 10 o'clock at night Oh, I mean, Bloody I got hell. I got it done. I got it done, and but... it is and it is a triumph. I, again, I'm not just saying that. I have read it. Obviously, I've read my own chapter several times, <laughs> um, and it is it is fantastic, and it's so honest and so open. And it's but what I love most is, is that it's very you. It is mm. your voice, which I I know your voice very well because I've listened to it basically non fucking stop for the last eight years. So I'm very <laughs> familiar with your voice. Yeah, and. You know, this is this is you. It is it's it's you on paper. So if you're if you're a fan of Helen Thorne, listener, and let's be honest, many people are fucking get a hold of a copy. Yes, and, uh, it's like she's in your house. I know. And the title of the book, Get Divorced, Be Happy, came out of a delightful boozy lunch with Arabella Weir. So I want to mm. say a big, big, big shout out to her because I was I was toying around with sort of ideas and like how do I encapsulate yeah. what this twelve months has meant that my life kind of went to shit and then I went oh. Do you know what? It's fucking better. It's yeah. better than it was. Um, and she kind of nutshelled it, really. Yes, because I think one of the titles there was there was some titles kicking around, weren't they? Like congratulations, you're single and stuff, which is all fine. But I remember saying that sounds a bit too much like a greetings card. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's fine. But really, I think I really admire you for sticking to your guns as well and pushing for that title because I think it's really important. It has the word divorce in the title mm. and I know there was a concern and, and maybe we need to talk about how not, not everyone who separates is married right so divorce doesn't necessarily apply to everyone but everyone yeah. knows what that means yeah, man. yeah, like, yeah. and I think if you're if you're just separate if, you, if you're not married it's not a great leap to, <laughs> to imagine this book might be relevant to you to be yes honest. exactly because it's really celebrating the other side which um why I was very frightened of um yeah because I'd been in a relationship for a very very long time and really loved marriage I really yeah. liked being married I liked being in a couple I liked I liked all those you know well not all all the bits of it but um but yeah I I just thought that divorce for me was like I hadn't tried hard enough or that I couldn't make it work because I did try particularly hard to make it work but it, it sometimes it turns out if only one person's working at it that that doesn't make it work <laughs> it's like you start building half a bridge uh, <laughs> turns out that just doesn't work yeah exactly exactly yeah so um so the book is uh it's not just my i mean it is my story of the first year of separation but i interviewed lots of different people because you know i know a bit of stuff but there turns out there's like some experts out there who know even more stuff yeah and that'll up your word count so that's yeah uh... yeah yeah that's right so i I remember one point where i think we got to a bit you're like just stop interviewing people and stop doing this i was like no i've got got another interview and like and then obviously that takes time and then i was like but i've got more words and then um yeah you're like just write the fucking book yeah (laughs) i just know that from when i was a a journalist um yeah from experience like you can really you can procrastinate for fucking weeks oh my god interviewing more and more people transcribing and it feels like you're doing more work Mm. and then you go oh shit at some point i've actually got to write this yeah exactly exactly it. but i think but i'm glad i interviewed look i've i've interviewed 40 women and one man uh, and the one man of course is dr ranch yes he makes a guest appearance in the book which is very good but um especially you know when i'm discovering things like about learning how to be angry because as you know and probably the listeners I'm, I'm not a very angry person but because something so horrifically shit happened to me i had to learn how to do that and and um so i interviewed people like 
uh, Anna Mather, the psychotherapist, and it's like, how do you be? How do you be angry, Anna? Is it learning to be angry though, or is it learning that being angry is acceptable and okay, and you don't have to push it down? Yes, that is probably better. Um, That's a genuine question. That's not me trying to put words in your mouth. I'm no, trying no, no. To, because yeah. I'm perpetually angry. I don't. Really, <laughs> I'm trying to understand. So uh, yeah, because yeah, I, I sort of knew that I was angry, but I was trying to kind of go, it's okay, it's okay. And I even look back at some of the texts, like when I. Um, when I found out, uh, when I found the love letter that revealed, uh, basically my husband was having an affair. Um, not basically, he was having an affair. Um, that the first text I, you know, sent to some friends in Australia was like, oh, everything, it'll be okay. It's such a shame. You know, in that typical kind of like, never mind, um, mm. kind of way. And I was like, I can do this. I can do this. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Not how other people may have reacted. Like when I found out the information, I kind of went, into shock and low down and sort of went I can't I can't cope with this you know it's fine I'll make some dinner I'll put the kids to bed kind of thing um yeah so I think I think that was it and then I've had to learn like no no it's okay to stomp in the woods and shout shout out can't and Mm. and let that out because that's very productive and part of the process as well have you Mm. found because like was it they say about grief there's you've got to go through shock and then accept it or rage and then acceptance and is it mm. has it been like that because yeah. are we over a year into it now yeah i should be over it now yeah you're absolutely fine just, <laughs> why are you still mating why have you written a fucking book for oh god drag it out <laughs> jesus christ monetize the fucker um yeah no it absolutely is that and um i think it was tanya moody told me the actress um and she said it takes two years someone came up to her after um her marriage ended and it hasn't been linear like it has I was in those sort of shock periods for a while and then I got sad and then I got angry and I think I needed to really dig deep into those and then yeah and then the happiness kind of came from that but I don't think I could have felt as elated if I hadn't really you know chowed down to into a good bit of sadness as well and let myself have a good old cry when I needed to and a shout but you were very you were very good at outsourcing like as outsourcing the rage because I remember if I got more information or more shitty things were revealed about you know what's his face um I would sort of go a bit inward but then you'd be like that's fucking outrageous that's shit and and you were really good at and that almost felt like a relief as well because you could you could identify those feelings pretty good yeah, I, and I, you know, that's my that's my coping mechanism, and it's not necessarily superior. And it's certainly not good, I think, to be angry all the time and to hold on to anger and to mm. bear grudges. I don't like any of that shit, but I'd like a little bit of rage just to lay it out. Yeah. But I think for me as well, I just want to kind of be clear that it wasn't just like lots of people have affairs right yeah and it happens shit happens and sometimes people meet someone at work and they fall in love or sometimes people get pissed at a christmas party and do something stupid or sometimes people are just unhappy and it manifests in a bad way and then they they have to extricate themselves from yeah this this was not the situation no this was a a very this was a massive betrayal of, Mm. of a whole new level and also i found the aftermath um very enraging because i found it very upsetting that you know, if I've done a shitty thing to someone, I like to think I will hold my hands up and go, fuck, I've really done this shit. And we've all done shit things. Yeah, yeah. We've all made terrible mistakes. We've all done awful, awful things. Mm. And it's about what you do afterwards as much as it's about the shitty thing. Yeah. At least. And for me, it was like, why is there no, you know, there should be more remorse and more care here. And I felt mm. that there was a lack of care for your feelings mm. in the aftermath. And I was like, 
So I had the rage of like, this has been done to you, but also the rage of, and it's not, you're not being looked after properly. No one's kind of going, look, I fucked up. How can I make this better for you Mm. and the kids? Like what's the, what's the best thing Mm. I can do? So yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, that, and you're so good in your chapter writing about caring for me. Um, And that will be so helpful for people who are in your position, because if the stats are right, if 42% of marriages end, then, you know, if it's not you that gets divorced, who's going to be your best mate? Mm. And we've all got to... Or your mum or your sister or, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah your brother or whoever. And and the, the that's what I found really unfair about um, the pain that I got was that it wasn't just me that it was the experience. It was like when I had to call my mum and tell her um, what had happened on the other side of the world. And I remember I put it off for a, I put it off for a week because I just... I. I just knew I was going to break her heart and she was in Australia and the pandemic was just about to hit. And I, I just thought, fuck the pain that was caused to me is now ricocheting and exploding to all the people that I love who care about me. Mm. Um, and that's, and that's a hard thing to kind of manage as well, because you, you, you're grieving yourself, but then, you know, you, I naturally am thinking of other people's feelings like, it's all right, I'm, I'm going to cope. But I wasn't really. There was times where I wasn't coping at all. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's why kind of the book is was written when I was in that raw state. And I think that's kind of good in a way because I've read other divorce books, which I think people have written much longer down the line, which are much more sort of peaceful and, you know, reflective and all that sort of stuff. But this book I've kind of written... <laughs> while I'm in it and mm. I feel like that's when you need the most advice when you're kind of drowning in, in in all the emotions like how do I deal with sadness and rage and you know when should I call a lawyer and all that sort of stuff but mm. there is a lot of lols in it I must say like you know there's there's some there's some really funny bits um especially when I'm sort of stumbling into my in my new life but I also sort of talk about um what marriage meant to me and I'm the daughter of a vicar and my parents have been married for 56 years um so I sort of talk about why I held on to it so tightly Mm. and and you know how our self-worth can be wrapped up in relationships or feeling like you're more complete if you're a relationship and I want to smash that down Ellie yeah rip that up fuck it up yeah Yeah. so so that's that's what I wanted to do with the book as well so but yeah it's it is it's I wouldn't say it's it's written in a like highly sophisticated way it is like sitting down and having a chat with me going listen this is this is this is I don't want to read a highly sophisticated book I'm very tired (laughs) I don't want Anna fucking Karenina I just want something readable that's you know entertaining and enlightening and maybe Mm. a little bit sad and and there are really sad bits in the book because Mm. you know I don't know if this bit is in the book but when I remember you saying my dad came to your house I think in lockdown to drop something off or some something yeah just after it all came out and he and my dad cried oh my god I know it was really beautiful I remember he knocked on the door um and he you'd given him something to drop off and he just stood at the door and said I'm so sorry mm. this has happened to you and it was so oh my god I'm gonna cry thinking about it I should have put it in the book damn it oh <laughs> well, anyway, we love it. it he won't read it anyway oh, but, um, but yes but it was it was yeah I just thought oh my god poor Jim's crying everyone's mm. crying and yeah and- you've made a 73 year old man cry <laughs> well done <laughs> He's fucking lived through a war. No, he hasn't. Hang on, he hasn't. Oh my god! He's lived but, through a World Cup. Uh, but it's good not to shy away from sadness, and it's good not to shy away from pain because you know affairs happen all the time, divorce mm. happens all the time. But when it happens to you, it's fucking shit. And mm. it, you know, you think your life is going in one direction, and then it goes in a completely other thing. And everything you think you knew about 
what your life was or who that person you you were in love with is um is completely different and so you know it doesn't just affect that relationship between you and your ex you you know things like trust and all that sort of stuff really have been rocketed and that's why I've had to do lots of fucking therapy and things like that because I'm still really pretty frightened about going into a full-blown relationship because I'm kind of a bit frightened that it'll happen again which I shouldn't do and I know one day I will I will well, do maybe, that. No, but maybe you should... I don't know. Maybe you should be, mate. It's, it, it's still oh. less than two years. Mm. And maybe you are still healing. I love how we're now taking Tanya Moody's fingers to that suit goal that's, that's absolutely set in stone. I know, right? On the 4th of March, yeah, 2022. Yes. yes. You'll wake up and you'll be absolutely fine. Um, but I know that certainly... It resonates with me because... Um, I know that with my own, uh, I mean, I had a premature baby. I again, I don't really usually talk about it, but um, for wow, me, it was really? someone said to me two years and it yeah. was two years to, to get over that trauma. So mm. obviously different trauma. And there are some traumas you never get over and we understand that. But, but I think that's, that's a good, a good number. But <laughs> yeah. my point is um, maybe you're, maybe that is actually your brain being protective and mm. saying we're still healing and you still need time to work out who you are and what you want and what your values are and what you'll tolerate and mm. how you want people to treat you yeah and maybe it is too soon to go straight into another relationship i mean you were married for over 20 years i think going straight into another relationship like just after coming out of that would be insane i yeah who would do that hey mm-hmm. hey <laughs> hey anyway maybe uh... do some work on yourself <laughs> Yeah, that for me also, you know, it, it is a bit like coming, coming out of, you know, not out of jail, but like, I just, I just sort of want to taste everything. I want to live my life as a single person as well. And I oh, just fucking love it. I'm, I am happy and I can't, I, I, you know, I hope I've articulated that well enough in the book. Well, that... it's called Be Happy. I mean, there's the clues <laughs> in the fucking title, mate. <laughs> And I didn't, I just didn't think I could feel this happy. Like, you know, when I wake up in the morning and go, I love my kids and I love my cats and, you know, I love my job. And, you know, all of that was there beforehand. Mm. And I, you know, worked really hard with you in the last eight years to, you know, build up our, what we've got. And, and I haven't shied away from any of that. So I just don't feel like I'm missing out on anything, not having a partner. But be honest, partner or no partner, are you happy all of the time because that's what I get asked most about you when you're not there people go how is she really and they <laughs> they do a head tilt and I'm like oh I don't know uh, <laughs> don't really care who what Helen Mirren no uh, I don't yes. know because <laughs> um, you know you do post a lot of happy stuff on Instagram and your book is called Get Divorced Be Happy but is it I mean are any of us really happy all of the time no absolutely not and you know I, I had I had um, a sad moment a couple of months ago when it was my ex's birthday and for some reason I got really upset and I thought I'm not I'm not sad because I miss him I'm not sad um you know because you know I want to buy him a present um (laughs) (laughs) um, I'm sad because I feel sorry for that girl who gave him Mm. all those birthdays and all those all that love and you know it clearly wasn't reciprocated maybe some of the time and there were lots of happy moments we had lots of happy moments and you know there were two magnificent children and all those sort of things but I just that that I get surprised sometimes by what will upset me and you know and I have to have an ongoing relationship with the father of my children and all that sort of stuff and they are you know sometimes the wounds get opened again Mm. with different different things and different challenges and that's that's what I have to 
continue to kind of cope with. But I think you did that amazing analogy about the ball just getting smaller. You yes. said a ball and a box. Were very Which big. I didn't make up. I read it somewhere. But um, about grief is like a, a ball in a box. And when the, the instant first happens, it's this massive ball in this tiny box. And then over time, the ball... And every time it touch, touch, touches the sides, that's pain. Mm. Um, so at first, it's kind of always touching the sides. And then over time, the ball shrinks so that the pain subsides it happens less often but then when it does happen it's almost more of a shock because you weren't expecting it so it can be just as overwhelming yeah if not as 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 sort of viscerally painful mm. uh, it can still really overwhelm you and and where you are in your day so mm. how big is your how big are your balls <laughs> well they're significantly smaller and yeah. also i think I'm stronger and I feel more resilient. And also, I don't shy away from the pain. I go, right, I'm going to feel sad today, but tomorrow mm. I know I'm going to feel happy. And oh. so, you know it's not an ongoing thing. And I'm like, going to have a bath, I might have a cry, and I'll almost purposely make myself cry. I'll put on a really sad song. Like, I won't, you know, try and happy myself up, which, you know, is my natural sort of go-to. So I'll just sort of sit in it and go, oh, I'm feeling really sad, and it is sad, or I might write something down about it. So I think and now I've got better strategies to deal with it as well. Mm. Or just, you know, again, go out into the woods and swear a bit. And that's 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 quite a good um, mechanism for getting it out. But I now know that it's not forever. And you don't, I think something what Anna Mather said, you don't become the rage. I think some people feel like if they turn that tap on, it's never going to come off. Mm. But you let the rage get through, go through you or the let the sadness go through you. You don't become the sad. So I think that's, I think that's really good. And I just, I just know how fucking loved I am. And I know, I know that um, I'm trying my best and, you know, I do fuck it up. And being a single parent can be really overwhelming mm. when, you know, I have them five days a week and I know other people do do it 24-7. But there's just times where I'm just like, I'm the only one. It all stops with me at 11 o'clock at night going, like, last night. Last night we washed washing my daughter's school skirt in the kitchen sink because I hadn't washed it, like, really late at night. And then just going, no one else is doing it. Come on, just buck up and get on with it. And I was tired. Um, but then that gives you a sense of achievement as well. Mm. So, so there's those sort of things, but yeah, I do, do have sad moments and, you know, and I had a sad moment a couple of weeks ago on a date where I kind of misread the whole situation and I had to go home and have a bit of a cry. You say misread, I say was misled, but (laughs) perhaps that's the story for another time. (laughs) It's a story for another time. So I'm learning a lot about that. And, and, you know, there's times where I kind of go, I'm really cool with just having casual sex. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't affect me emotionally. I'm really cool and modern about it. And then I go, am I, am I that, am I that okay with it? You know, when I've met someone that I really like and, and only, you know, involves into a one night stand or something like that. I go, okay, how am I, is this, is this okay? Should I have just gone out to dinner with friends and been nourished by them rather than try and get a hit of, you know, sex. And sausage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like sausage. Sausage is good, but um, maybe, maybe I should have had a kebab instead. Not in a sec. Anyway, you know what I mean. <laughs> sausage or kebab, the oh. new game show. Um, Hot dog or burger. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. But you mentioned a minute or two ago, you mentioned um, strategy. So I'm trying to think about anyone going through this. And like you mentioned like going into the woods and screaming. What were the other strategies that you developed to, to get you through? The... I want a nugget, Helen. You know I love a nugget. No. I want a life hack. I want well, practical this... tips, hints and tricks. It's funny you should say... It's funny you should say that because at the end of every chapter, I have a little summary. Oh. Things I've learnt about relationships and the shock of separation, for instance, for the first, you know, chapter. And so at the end of each chapter, like about getting happier or whatever, there's little um, nuggets of wisdom for people to kind of take away. And if you are a bit like me when I'm reading a book, I'll read something and then forget it instantly. So there's sort of like little tidbits about things I've learned about being a single parent or about getting divorced and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, like getting angry, like she, my therapist suggested, or and also Anamatha, like print out a picture of your ex and stick it on a pillow and punch that for ages. Nice. That's a really good thing. Re- find really fucking angry songs. Um, I just found found saying things like, I really fucking hate you, really loudly in my bedroom. That was, a that was, I remember saying that for the first time a couple of months into the separation. That really helped. Mm. Now, I, <clears throat> I also should say that I know people get divorced uh, in nice ways, yes. in nicer ways. And I've sort of interviewed um, couples therapists about what's the, you know, what's a good way to get divorced or what's a good way to separate. And also, how do you know when a relationship is mm. at its end? Because that's what I get asked a lot um, by strangers um, from the internet. It's like, how do I know that it's done? Yes. And I've found that... <coughs> Again, just to make it about me again, yeah. I have found that uh, not not upsetting, like it doesn't upset me, but I don't know what the word is. Uh, it's opened my mind, let's say that, because you and I obviously share an inbox on the Scummy Mummies, you're better at looking at it than I am, <laughs> but um, I do check it now and again, and pretty much almost daily, don't we, we get a message, uh, always from a woman, mm. um, saying, you know... I'm thinking of leaving my husband. Sometimes the husband's done a terrible thing or is a terrible person. Sometimes they're just like, I think it's over. How do I know? Mm. And I really, really feel for them because I feel like, God, if you're, if you're asking, well, they're not really asking us, they're not really asking me, they don't give a shit what I think. But if, the, if you're asking someone on the internet that you feel like you know, and, and, and we do share a lot, but really you've never met in real life, then I think you're really in the fucking hole, aren't you? And yeah. what, what, are we, what, what do you say? <clears throat> um yeah well yeah because i've had hundreds of these um i always say you know talk to a really close friend or if you can afford it if it's available talk to a therapist about this Mm. uh and then i just say look this is what i have done and this has made me happy 
but mm. I can't I can't tell them. I don't know their circumstances or who they are but I also think if you're reaching out to a stranger on the internet you kind of already know mm. you know you know it's probably done but it's you know that you want someone kind to say you're going to be okay and I think that's mm. I think you know I'm thinking about <clears throat> the work we've done as gummy mummies I think that's what we've done from the get-go is made people know that it's okay that you feel normal and I hope that's what this book does as well is that yeah. you know you can you can get through the hard shit and women especially are excellent at doing it and excellent at asking for help which I was very bad at but um lots yeah. of friends said how can I help and then initially I was like oh it's fine I've got delivery and tissues uh, and wine but no they were like no I'm bringing over I'm bringing over a bowl of soup I'm bringing over all you did beautiful lasagna oh. that was that was amazing and Fucking lamb biryani. Good times. That was very uh, good. And very posh steak. Oh, and some yeah. discount donuts. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh... <laughs> so all those are things. But I mean, you know, I I, I know it's it, a lot of work if you're going through it, but it's also a lot of work as a friend. And you've been incredible, Ellie. Like, I have been spoilt. And I got a, a birthday book that was amazing that you put together can you tell the listener oh i'd love to uh, <laughs> talk about once again make it about me and uh so i did for your birthday i got everybody um oh, not everybody obviously <laughs> one person wasn't invited oprah oprah wasn't in yeah. there i was very disappointed <laughs> <laughs> i got um uh people who love you of which there are hundreds uh to send a picture and write a funny thing when there's a poem or a little story mm. uh, and we did an a to z an alphabet of of helen um, and it was very easy to do, to be honest, because everybody loves you and everybody's got something to say about you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and and the thinking was, um, A, I didn't know what else to get you, but B, I just wanted you to have something because I knew you were still having low points. This was last October and you yeah. were still having low points and thoughts about self-esteem and love. And because it's a massive deal, mm. if someone you've been with for over 20 years does that, you know, and of course that's going to affect your self-esteem. That doesn't make you weak. That doesn't mean you're not going to get over it. But of mm. course you're going to be fucking damaged by that, if temporarily. Mm. So I just wanted you to have a little physical reminder that was actually nothing to do with fucking social media and the internet, which we do for work and that, that that, that people do love you and, and care about you. It was so beautiful. <laughs> and I, I often go to it, uh, actually, because it was like, you know, people like my sister, but then, you know, it was it was people we've met through work, but then, you know, lovely, lovely, you know, kind neighbours and things like that. And then TV's Jeremy Vine. Yes. <laughs> Close personal friend. Uh, Jeremy Vine. It was very nice. And, 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 and Woman's Hours, formerly of Woman's Hour, Jane Garvey. And feed cover. Um, but yeah, look, it was it was it was just the most beautiful act of kindness, and and I think I think that's it. And and I was so overwhelmed by all the love, um, and just so grateful for for that. And then, um, what friends would do, and just checking in. I had a, one of my best friends in Australia, Taz. Um, she in the first couple of weeks said, "I'm going to call you at ten a.m. every day, and you can pick up the phone or not pick up the phone." But that's just going to be with you every mm. single day. And that was so beautiful. And th- there were times where I was just like drinking a cup of tea and I watched the phone ring and didn't hang up because I thought, I don't have the words today. But I just even know that she was thinking of me um, was really, was really lovely. So I think that was, that was great. And yeah, and I did cry a lot when I was writing the book. It's been incredibly cathartic to kind of sit down and, and but also just 
to map out what this year has meant and mm. what I've done and what people have done for me because I think when you're in that fog it all gets sort of you're just sort of looking at the next day ahead and you don't realize how far you've actually um come along mm. and and also that yeah the community of single mums is incredible every time I started posting about it or saying oh you know um this is this the the wave of love from all the scummy eye followers was e- extraordinary and that was a reason I think I got the book deal is that the publisher said, you're speaking so positively about being a single parent and that voice isn't very heard very often. Or, mm. you know, you know, when you say single mom, it's often with head, tol- head tilts and, you know, broken family, failed marriage and all that sort of stuff. And it feels like it's the opposite of that because I, I feel so fucking happy. And yeah, and what my friend Nelly said to me in the middle of the night one night, was like he's done you a favor mm. you, don't, you don't believe it now but him having a, a, the affair has set you free and it and yes. i feel like that yeah because the affair is one thing and that's a shitty thing but also just within the marriage there were things that instance you would tell me about some that are in the book and i would be open mouthed yeah and be like my husband would never do that or behave like that or treat me like that or mm. say that to me yeah and sometimes you would tell them as funny stories and mm. people would laugh but I could also see people going wow yeah you know yeah and but I didn't challenge that too much because I just thought well for you that's normal and that's what you've decided is, is acceptable and yeah. we all have different boundaries and different but now I'm just so happy for you that you are you can see all that for what it is and you're free of that shit yeah 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 exactly right and there's a great quote by Arabella Weir in the book and she said don't put up with behaviour from your partner or husband that you wouldn't put up with from a best friend. Mm. And she gives these great examples. Like if, if your husband sits down and said, oh, why'd you cook the broccoli like that? Or, you know, Chardonnay, you know I hate Chardonnay. Um, if your friend said that to you, go, fuck off, get out of my house. Mm. Like, don't speak to me that way. But, but somehow this has become accepted in some relationship. I know you wouldn't accept it and I won't accept it now. Um, but yeah, I just feel so fulfilled in you know, my children and my house and my, my career that, yeah, you'd have to be pretty fucking exceptional to walk into my house, to be honest, because nothing is worth risking any of that anymore. And I definitely wouldn't accept Chardonnay either. It's the devil's piss. But (laughs) if you gave it to me, I'd simply go, Oh, have you got any, any other wine? You know, anyway, I'm not, I'm not drinking alcohol tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and of course, uh, one of my favourite bits in the book. There's filth in the book, Helen. Go on, everyone wants to hear about the oh, filth. Oh, come on, the final the, the filth. The final chapter, which I think is called it's "Getting called My Filth and Me." No. <laughs> my big fanny. Um, no, it's called I think "Getting Your Sexual Mojo." Getting my sexual mojo back in the joys of wanking. I know. Lovely. Look, I can say it out aloud now, Ella. I, can, I can actually talk about sex and wanking. So one of the longest chapters of the book is, of course, getting back into sex and. One of the things that happened to me, which was massively confronting, was about three weeks after um, uh, after the separation happened. I really wanted sex. Like, I, mm. my, my libido kind of exploded. And I've spoken to lots and lots of other divorced women. And they were like, yeah, I just wanted to fuck someone straight away. But obviously the pandemic happened and that kind of put a bit of a, a stop on that which I think was a very good idea because mm. I was pretty vulnerable I think I would have fucked anything or let anything fuck me so I had a good three dry months of uh, not having sex and then woof off she goes but um, one of the things I really enjoyed was getting into um, oh, oh it's just me ignore it yeah. okay one of the things I really enjoyed was getting into 
wanking and getting sex toys and really enjoying that. And I think that was really good because that's something I was quite shy about beforehand. And I think that's made me enjoy sex more. But I just decided that when I got onto online dating that um, I'd just sort of meet a variety of men because I've had like the same boyfriend partner for 22 years. So I've met younger men and older men and men from all around the country. It's been a bit like around the world in 80. Cox. Low jobs. <laughs> oh, having a lovely time. But, you know, I've been safe and consensual and all that sort of stuff. And some of the young blokes have been delightful. I've had a lovely time with the young ones. Um, but it's all been, it's been a real learning curve. And I kind of wanted to find out what I behaved like. And a few of the first dates, and again, and you've been very good in, in challenging that, about how my behavior is to please and what version of myself I give to somebody else and how I behave around that. And that's a whole new ball game as well. Mm. Well, there we go. Uh, so yes, it's got filth in it. It's got, it's got sad bits. It's got happy bits. It's got moving bits. It's got emotional bits. It's got informative bits, educational bits. Most of all, it's got my bit. It's get divorced, be happy. It's by Helen Thorne and it's out on the 29th of July. And it's honestly, I'm not just saying this, it's one of the best books I've ever read. And I'm not just saying that. If it was just a good book, I'd just be like, oh, it's a good book. <laughs> but it's not It's not the best book I've ever no, read. No, I don't think it's going it, to... I don't think it is potentially award... I mean, it is potentially award-winning. I well, think I've read Riders by Judy Cooper. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, so, But it is, it is a brilliant book. And as well, I want to say to the people who are still married or with a partner or whatever, like, don't be afraid of it. <laughs> there's, not, there's just sometimes a... a, a oh maybe this book isn't for me because it's about divorce or baby mm. or you know and I think like you say Helen there's there's a very high statistical chance that we'll get divorced and, and I don't think this this book takes away from marriage or is, is damaging to the concept of marriage I think it's an honest uh, and very interesting perspective um, from the other side if that isn't something you've been through again you're going to know someone who goes through it why not educate yourself and arm yourself mm. with the tools there's stuff that I know now that I really wish I'd known um, when all this started about mm. how to look after you and what you needed and checking in with you and, and it's all practical stuff that, that's in here so mm. so fucking well done thank dude. you Ellie we've got to have a word from our sponsor as well hang on I'll put it in here alright hey there we want to give a big shout out to our sponsor for this episode in a loop rechargeable batteries Ellie yes I see what we get through loads of batteries in our house I don't know about you yeah I know well you know there's the kids' toys and then there's <clears throat> my own toys. Yes, that's right. Um, and so, yeah, they can end up really expensive. But that's what's great about Enelope batteries is they're rechargeable. You can recharge them up to, guess how many times, Helen? I don't know, 100? No, you idiot. <laughs> 2,100. That's unbelievable, Ellie. Think of the savings. Think of how much money you're going to. And also, you'll never not have batteries. I know. And they're better for the planet. So, yes. And Enelope batteries are good as well because they last much longer than the competition. That's bloody excellent. Yes. Thank you, Eneloop. Yes. Thank you, Eneloop, for powering this episode. I see what you've done there. Yes, power powering batteries. Ha yeah, very good. So. Eneloop. <laughs> right, there we go. That was the word from our sponsor. Oh. Should we do Scummy Mummy Confessions? or should we... I mean, I don't know if I was... I've got one. I don't think I do. I think, I think, um, I just, you know, uh, the, the whole book was a, writing the book was like a Scummy Mummy Confession cause, because I just drank and smoked and, delivered everything for basically three months and so yeah and then I got a health test and at, and at the end of it they said you've got no immunity 
Mm. Like you're lacking in vitamin D. I was like, yeah, because I've sat inside for three months writing a book. So since since writing the book, I've got you know fit and healthy and done done some running and all that sort of stuff. Again, I don't like to mention I do exercise, do I? No, no, never. Me neither. Don't like to talk about the fact we're running the marathon. You could sponsor us if you like. That would that would be com. That uh, would be a lovely thing. Now, um, I should say so. The book is out in the UK on the 29th of July mm. in audiobook and Kindle and hard copy but you can get those things internationally from then and then it's out in hard copy on the 19th of october in australia oh very good so you can you can buy that but um yeah you know buy it buy it where you like as you would say where, where can you where can i buy my own book ellie <laughs> and can we do the thing you always used to in the podcast where you flip oh, the pages hang just on here, here you go how many pages is it well Oh, it's fallen open naturally at my bit, and that's because oh. uh, it's my copy, and I've been uh, rereading and rereading it. It um, is, it, yeah. Ellie's Ellie's chapter is magnificent. <laughs> it is the best, and um, the audiobook is by yourself. And again, I do my bit, so there's yeah, that. and and dudes like I, I had stumbled over it. The, the lovely thing about audiobooks is they'll cut it together, so I sound like Shakespeare. Yes. But um, it was just like, <laughs> give me a minute, and then Ellie Gibson comes in like. Oh my god, you were just amazing. You you barely faltered. It was well, amazing. What can I say? We allowed an hour and a half, and she did it in five minutes. Let's just say. <laughs> let's just say that's not the first time someone said that. <laughs> uh, so there we go. Oh, it's great. Well, thank you, um, Ellie. No, um, thank you. And um, you, you are you the best. You're the, just the best friend. As I said, I realised that one comedy wife is worth a thousand husbands, and I stand by that. Oh, and I'd agree, even though I'm still married. So. <laughs> That's nice. No, thank you. And like I say, I do say in the book, in my bit, which I wrote, which is the highlight, um, I never doubted that you would get through this divorce and that you would be happy and that you would be all right. And I never doubted that you would write this book, despite the lockdown, despite the length of it, despite what you were going through emotionally at the time. I had no doubt you would write this book and I knew it would be great. I didn't know it would be this brilliant. Actually, no, I probably did. Anyway, the point is... (laughs) It's brilliant. Oh, thank so, you. Well done. I'm, this is. I've decided this is going to be the first one we've done on our own. That I'm not going to cry in. Well done. Don't so, cry. Don't. Oh, I'm just going I'll, really well. I'll just. Uh, I'll just cry for <clears> us both. It's just really got, nice. I need to have a locket. I've just got something in me. <laughs> something in me. Eye in my throat. Oh um, my god. Um, thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and thank you for supporting Helen and me. Uh, through this thing yeah what we, you've done yeah and we're gonna have a big party yes uh and celebrate it all and uh yeah we really appreciate all the likes and all the comments and all the messages um from people and it does keep us both going mm. on the shit days because yeah. we all have shit days um so we're very grateful thank you for all your messages and everything sorry we can't reply to every single one all the time um, but we, we, we live in a human timeline and that just simply isn't <laughs> chronologically oh, it's impossible and children. I apologise oh these fucking kids they just they, they suck the time yes um, who, who we do love dearly must remember to pop that in there yeah, yeah um, we, do. we do right I haven't right. actually shed a tear so let's go and then <laughs> we can do that in private it'll be nice oh that's good and, and you have to listen back to it and edit it so well oh done. I just put the music on the beginning and the end I think we're basically flawless <laughs> I think this one's fucking banger done alright yeah. right. thank you for listening thank everyone thank you everyone bye the book okay, okay. until next okay. time love bye. you bye
I've Come always on. been very proud to be your double act partner, um, but annoyingly, I'm more proud of you now you've done something on your own. So what does that say about our business and relationship? Not sure. Um, probably it ends today. Let's just end it now. Well, you've been an absolute... Let's te- get divorced and be happy. <laughs> <laughs> and now we announce the end. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.